Hands down, the hardest part about improving your business is finding the time to work on the business. Now, most business owners find that the demands of business as usual, you know, jobs and projects leave little or no time to actually work on the business. Tune into today's podcast where we discuss what you need to do to make the time to improve your business. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Well, howdy team. Tony Fraser-Jones in the hot seat, uh, host of Profitable Tradie Podcast, here with my co-host, Phil Smith. Hey, hey. The unstoppable force for good. Always unstoppable, mate. Yep, you're giving uh, Josh a hard time there behind the camera. Always giving Josh a hard time. Yep, yep. Yeah, Flipped yep. him the bird a couple of times. Well, as you do. You yeah, know, Josh just has one of those faces where you just want to look at him and just be like, you know what, you're a good-looking guy, and it, and it bugs me. <laughs> um, I Yeah, i got nothing. Hey, no, he's a lovely dude. Lovely dude. Love yeah. you, Josh. Don't, don't say anything, Josh. He's giving us a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you are listening to this, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. If you were watching, you might have seen the, um, the madness that ensued when we kicked off. Yeah. So, um... Enough kind of, you know, joshing around. It's pretty good, oh my eh? God. That was good. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Mate, uh, what we're talking about, almost every business owner we talk with wants to improve their business, right? I mean, that's usually why they reach out. Um, and they, they know that there's things that they could do and should do, whether that be better systems for invoicing, you know, doing some marketing or taking time to train the team or looking after their financials and job costing. You know, there's lots of stuff that they want to do. But despite their best efforts, most find it really difficult to actually get this work on the business stuff done with all the demands of projects and and clients and the stuff that happens day to day. So in fact, lots of business owners think that if they just keep the clients happy, uh, that the business side of things will just take care of itself. Well, uh, I can tell you that it doesn't, uh, which is pretty tough reality. Um, So today we're going to get into how to make time for business improvement and why this is such an important thing to do if you want a business that gives you money, time and freedom. It's, um, this is a huge thing. Uh, I mean, you've got two resources in life, really. You've got time and money. And yeah. uh, the money one is renewable and the time one is not. Uh, and so that's a big thing. Um, and I think the thing you hit, you said there, Phil, about um, you know just keeping the clients happy, just punching through work and working hard, uh, I think there is an unfortunate belief there that if we just do that, if we work hard enough for long enough, that we'll get, uh, to where we want to, and I'd love to say that that's true, but it, it's just not. No, nah. uh, it basically leads to Groundhog Day. It leads to you know burnout and overwhelm, yeah. uh, because you know if you just keep doing the same thing you've always done, you'll get the same result that you've always got. Yeah, uh, and so today is really, well, how do we find some time, make some time, uh, to to actually make some changes to the business? And yeah. I know everyone who's listening wants to do this because otherwise. You know, why would you take some time to listen to a couple of crazy fools like us talk? Um, you know, you're obviously keen to make some changes, and this is like a key building block to doing that is actually the time equation. Yeah, totally, totally. And I'm sure you got a story to really uh, kick this off, mate. I have got a story, and uh, I want to talk about our, our good mate, Lyndon, the Lyndonator. The Lyndonator. The Lyndonator is one of our uh, one of the team here, strategy coach, and he works with enrolling uh, new members into our Million Dollar Tradey uh, coaching program. He's an awesome dude, big South African lad. He's about six foot six. You can't. He make. I mean, I'm six foot three, and he makes me look small. So, well, yeah. I, I'm kind of thin, but he, I just look up to him in every way. <laughs> anyway, uh, I look up to about everybody because I'm about foot shorter than you guys. So. Well, well, 
Yeah, but your foot wider <laughs> as well, in a good way. Oh, mate, it's tough. It's tough down here, the years, but... Uh, that's right, up in the rarefied atmosphere yeah, of success. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, er, uh, so he was telling me about Eric. Um, so Eric has an electrical contracting business. So this is, he had a, uh, a session with Eric. And Lyndon talked through a bunch of things that he thought, you know, would help Eric with his business. He talked about back costing, which is, you know, costing your jobs. If you're not doing that, you probably should. It's yeah, incredibly powerful. Yeah. Uh, some job descriptions for his office manager and his ops manager uh, as well. So Eric had, a, you know, had a, I think he had about 11 or 12 staff. So he had a reasonable-sized business, but there was a lot of doubling up and, and confusion in the office and who was doing what. Mm. Some pricing templates as well because Eric was pretty jammed up with pricing. Yep. Also talked about some quality assurance checklists, which are you know, some, some checklists for the guys out in the field to make sure that everything gets covered off. Mm. And also having a proper hiring process because he'd had some issues you know, taking on some people that perhaps, you know, they were substandard. Yeah, Muppets is Less our ideal. Yeah, Muppets is the technical technical term. Yeah, um, and Eric was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, man. Look, I know I need all that. That's that's awesome. Um, I, I know that. Totally agree. I've thought about that all before. I'm just too busy to make it all happen. Mm. You know, stuff just keeps coming up. I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but this was the conversation, uh, and I feel like I'm I'm never going to get to it. Um, and Eric also said, and I don't know. This might resonate. You know, if you're listening as well. Certainly has for me as a business owner. Sometimes I think that I can actually, if I just get through the next couple of weeks, then I'll have some more time. Uh, but deep down, I know that I'm kind of kidding myself because, well, it never happens. It's like a yeah. sort of a false dawn. Yeah, it's that uh, kind of win then behavior, right? When, Which yeah, is yeah. Very when I dangerous, yeah. When I get this sorted out, then I can get on to yeah. fixing my business and doing what I what I want to do. So and the hard thing is, there's always a new win, right? Like it never always. goes away. I mean, when I get through this project, you know, big project, a lot of stuff on, and then you get through that project, and what do you got? Another project. Uh, when I finally get uh, get this problem staff member out, then you know the team culture will come right. But the hard thing is that just getting rid of one person doesn't fix your team culture. You know, there's work to be done. It's not just a win then sort of. Well, thing. and a classic one, and I think uh, something that Lyndon talked about um, with with Eric was when then applies. Often you're really busy doing projects. You get through them, and you've sort of been sucked into getting the work done. Then all of a sudden, your you know your sales pipeline is a bit empty. You've got to crack yeah. on and do a bunch of pricing and mm. hustle to get some work. Yeah, uh, and they, so that takes up some time. You're like, oh, I'll just get through this pricing, then I can get on to you know, making some improvements. But then you've got a whole mountain of work to do. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm sure if you're listening, you've experienced this as like that sort of roller coaster income, mm. and that's actually a function of not spending enough time working on your business because you're just focused on what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the biggest ones I see is if I can just get on one or two more tradesmen, then I'll have all this time to work on everything else. But the problem is you get them on and then you get them busy and then you've got to help them out with stuff and you've got to train them up and you've got to make sure there's enough work for the two extra tradesmen. And basically, like, that time gets eaten up on your plate pretty quick anyway. Uh, and so, you know, that win-then mentality really stops you from taking the actions that you need to take today. Yeah. Um, so, Well, you yeah. get those two extra tradespeople on, then you've got more pricing and more invoicing and more organisation operations. That's it. Blah 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 blah, and so yeah. it like sort of blows out. Yeah. Um. So so this is this is super important, and and I guess um, you know the the question that we want to kick around today is well, how do we actually find time? Make I mean you can't make time. Actually, it's kind of a silly thing to say, but you find yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, to to actually work on the business. Well, I would say it's actually pretty hard to find time. You know, I I would argue you make it because I mean you either like make time for something or otherwise you don't. You do yeah. it or you don't do it. That's fair enough. I, I mean, stand corrected. Where, where do you find it, Tony? You look under the couch and like, oh, some spare time. Well, I, you know, sometimes when you listen to people, they're like, oh, I don't have time. And it's like, well, 
Look, does someone rob you of some time? Like, if you, how many hours a day have you yeah. got? Like, what? Did you get less than Yeah, you got hours. 22 hours a day? Yeah. yeah. But that whole thing of flying time you, is mate. like, it's not, not like, a, like a coin, you know, you take off an old pair of pants and there's coins in the back pocket you didn't know about. Yeah, time's kind of not like not that. Not like that, no, 100%. Not. So what if we don't get this right, Tony? What, yeah, what I think if, if you don't get this right, you don't make the time to improve your business. Uh, I think business and life start to feel like the hamster wheel, like it's a bit like Groundhog Day, and you just don't seem to get ahead. It seems to be the same, you know, the same thing, different day. Uh, so that that's that's tough. So Groundhog Day, roller coaster results. I think we sort of touched on that. You get busy doing the work, and then you got to get busy finding the work, busy doing the work, and it's it's kind of up and down. So you mm. you, know, you have a good few months, and then you give away all those gains with a couple of months or a, a month that's a bit soft. And yeah. let's be honest, you can have two or three good months if you have one. One soft bad month kills it. Kind of kills the whole thing. Hundred uh, percent as well. I think you feel really overwhelmed as well. Like you can never get ahead, and the business is kind of stalling. Yeah, and, and maybe your lifestyle stalling as well. Yeah. Uh, hey, and you kind of give up and, well, not die, but kind of, I don't know. Your soul dies a little bit. Well, I think it's more that you you accept where you're at. That, that's and, it. Yeah. And you lose your mojo and you lose your momentum. And I think business is such a game of momentum. You know, like generally like wins that come really big and quickly um you know can be followed by losses that also come big and quickly what you want is constant consistent momentum where it's like just accumulation of small steps forward that's how you that's how you win the race 100 um, and, and you lose that momentum yeah that that's that's uh massive it is a head game yeah totally so you need and you need that positive outlook and, and those wins uh to you know pump you up and keep that momentum strong so what if we get this right well, you definitely you make some progress towards your goals. I think that's huge. And you learn new stuff as well because you're actually taking a bit of time out. Uh, you grow into being a business owner. Like You start to improve yourself as a business owner, as a person, mm. rather than just, and we'll talk about this a bit, I think, today, is rather than just being the technician, the kind of the doer of stuff, yeah, become like the leader uh, and the business owner, which is important. You're going to mm. end up making more time for your family and, and lifestyle as your business grows. I think that's hugely important. Yeah, yep. you make time, business grows, you make more money, mm. which allows you to buy more time back, which is kind of like pretty cool. Yeah, massively um, cool. Massive. And I think you get a sense of satisfaction and achievement and confidence. So that's that's huge. You know, if you're continually under the pump and not really growing yourself, it doesn't help your confidence. But if you are learning new stuff and you pick up a bit of new stuff because you've taken some time out to, to learn, it helps your confidence as a person. And the last thing is eventually you can build you know, a saleable asset in your business. Like You actually get your business kind of completed rather than just going through the day-to-day, which comes month to month, year to year. And yep. all of a sudden you're like kind of at the end of it and you're like, well, I'm still running around you know, with a few guys doing yeah. jobs and my knees can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and if you're unable to make those changes, like you say, I mean, it, it's not a saleable asset because if you can't make those, make time to make those changes and get those improvements and the business still relies on you, then whoever you try to sell it to, you're selling them a really difficult situation, uh, which is never going to be as valuable. Like one of the biggest multipliers in a business's value is a lack of reliance on the owner. So you, you need to be able to create that. Yeah, the right systems and processes so it can run, you know, without... Um without you having to, to push everything. Yeah, I mean, if, right. if you don't end up making time for the business, essentially what happens is you've got a, a job yeah, uh, because your business you know, doesn't grow. And and it might be a reasonable paying job, but it's a job after all and it requires your constant effort. Yeah, The purpose of a business is to multiply your effort so that you know, you're leveraging off the efforts of other people and systems and technology mm. so that you can get better results with ideally less effort. Yeah. 
and we want to run our business rather than our business running us. You know, 100%. we're going to work on it before it works us over, and I think that's really, really important. Yep. So, yep. how do we do this? So, look, this is not easy, and I'm not going to. I mean, you know, this is what we do, and it's the biggest challenge our members have, uh, and it takes some commitment. I think the first thing is it really does require a change in the way you look at things mm. uh, and the way you think because the way you think you know, has a massive impact on what you do. And so the most important change is to really redefine your role in the business. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, yeah, and so your role, rather than being the technician, which is to get the jobs done, mm. uh, it's actually your role is to, is to build a future for yourself. You need to become a business builder. Uh, so you know, just punching through more jobs isn't really going to cut it for the long term. Uh, mm. And so that's huge. So rather than just focusing on getting through projects, getting through the week, keeping the clients happy now, we need to change that around and think, well, that's not our job. You know, if you've got a team, that's their job. Your job is to actually build a business and create the lifestyle uh, that you want. And yeah. that requires building the business. And that's the systems and the processes and all of the team, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So if we don't put any time into that, obviously it's not going to happen. You, you're going to go through a few evolutions here. I mean, there's oh, a great sure. book on this um, called The E-Myth, The E-Myth Revisited uh, by Michael Gerber. He talks about sort of being three different personalities in the business. So you've got a technician who does the work. You've got the manager who manages the technician to make sure they get stuff done. And, you know, the entrepreneur who actually builds the business. And, you know, when you start out and it's just you, you're all three. And, you know, you'll go through different percentages of how much of each hat you wear as your business grows. Um, but what people often miss is that down near the start, when they have to be the technician, they never be the entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, they never build a position where they actually can stop being the technician and be more of the entrepreneur because they never spent any time in the entrepreneur hat in the first place. And so they just get stuck in that technician seat, uh, you know, churning out the work, churning out the work, churning out the work, and nothing ever changes. You just churn out the same amount of work all on your own again and again and again. So you do have to make time to put that hat on or otherwise you'll never be able to wear it more often. Uh, this is important, and as I said, it's not necessarily easy. It's simple, <laughs> yeah, but not necessarily easy. But you can definitely do it, and that's that's what you know. That's what we're passionate about because this is the big, kind of the big aha moment for the business owner is like, flipping heck, my job is to actually build my business, not just to do the work. Yeah, and don't 100%. get me wrong, doing the work is important, and doing quality work is important. I'm not suggesting it's not. I mean, that's crazy. Totally. If you want to have a, a business that grows, you've got to do a good job. Yeah, uh, that's important. But there's something here. We've talked about this on previous podcasts as well because this this applies to a lot of stuff. Mm. The re there's a there's a couple of things that happen in our brains. It's the recency and the negativity bias kicks in. So we tend to really, as people, focus on stuff that is negative. Yeah. So problems, mm. we jump in and solve problems. And you might have experienced this if you're listening. Is like there's a problem on site. I just want to go and fix it. Yeah. Okay. And there's also a recency bias. So things that are really close to us in time, like we tend to focus on more. So it's much easier to focus on getting a job uh, sorted and done than it is to focus on five years' time, the goals that we have then. They just don't seem so important because they're further away. Well, you feel like you've got time, right? But if you don't, That's right. if you don't spend That's time the now, then that time comes around pretty quick. You haven't made any headway and uh, you know, those five-year goals turn out five years later than that, and now yeah. it's 10 years away. Yeah, And so we, we just put, we put too much importance on things that are, problems and that are happening now and not enough importance on things that are in the future and that are kind of positive focus that are going to be great for us and so we, we spend our time you know on the negative and the recent things rather than on things that are in the future and building a business is a future thing and it and it, it's a longer term thing so we're kind of inherently wired not to do it but we've got to change that or yeah. at least change it a little bit 
you obviously can't let the business burn down. No, uh, of course not. But but you know, if you're constantly fighting the fires in the business business, and uh, the projects, your projects will be fine, but your business will burn down. Yeah, exactly. Or never get started. Or just never really get anywhere. Ne- never which get which anywhere. is actually just as downheartening, and it actually causes a lack of momentum, which pushes you right backwards anyway. Yeah, that's right. So oh, yeah. so this is a really important thing to get your head around. I think uh, a great thing to do here. Uh, and we should do a podcast on this, it would be killer, is you've got to set some goals and have a vision or a vision board for how you want things to look in the future. Totally. Uh, you know, and have it on the wall so you can see how it looks. Because mm. then every time you're tempted to put off working on the business, you'll remember the things you're giving up. It helps yeah. you to think longer term. Well, it just keeps you focused and on track. It's kind of like your North Star, right? Yeah. So if you ever lose your way or you're getting down into the weeds, you can look up at that North Star, find your direction again, and then, you know, Start doing things differently. So it's just a good reminder. Definitely very important thing. Hugely important. Uh, and there's probably one word here that is absolutely critical for business owners to learn, all of us. I think this is important for happy living for anyone, actually. Mm. And that word is a two-letter word starting with N, ending with O. No. Yep, yeah. So important, so important. And I think we often say yes, but there's a real important thing to understand. Is every time you say yes, you have to say no to something else. It's really important. So if you're always saying yes and you're never saying no, you're going to run out of time real quick. Yep. Yeah. And, and and I I think that's just the key point you've made there. You're an insightful man. <laughs> Try my best, mate. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You should carry on doing that. Um, when you say yes, you are also saying no. So let's say in a business sense, you've got clients who've got you know jobs. They they ring up. Oh, need you to get here today. Uh, can you be here next Monday? Maybe it's a builder or whatever. And you're like, yeah, 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 no problem. And you're like, oh, I don't know how we're going to do that or I'm going to have to fill in the gaps. You're saying yes, but you're also saying no to something else. You're saying no potentially to uh, yourself. You're saying no potentially to your family. We maybe had something booked in. You're saying no to your health. You might even be saying no to your future success in business. Yeah, totally. So there is no yes without no in this situation. So we need to really understand that because being a yes man or a yes woman is one of the biggest challenges I think we see people in you know, in the trades and the contracting businesses doing because we want to help people. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really hard because often we feel like we're over a barrel and we have to say yes. Uh, and it's just simply not true. It's just not. Like, it's a fiction we invent in yeah. our own mind. Someone calls you up and says, you have to be on job right now. Or, hey, man, I need you to come to site right now. Like, And it's like, hey, can I do it? If you ask, can I do it later? They'll say, no, it needs to be now. But if I say, hey, man, I, I can't make it. I'll be there in an hour. They go, no, it has to be now. And I say, I'd love to, mate. I'm just... I can't make it in an hour, so uh, you know, now it's going to have to be in an hour. Um, nine times out of ten, they go, oh, yeah, all right, fine. And then uh, and then it just works out. Well, the you thing know, is you most... You do this already. Uh, 100%. You know, you do this already. You just don't realise. It's like whenever you have a, a priority that is bigger, you'll do this to people and they'll just go along with you and you don't lose the job and you don't piss off the client. They understand because you had a really good reason. The thing that you don't understand is that that really good reason, like you don't actually... You know, what you make this decision on currently is based on what you think is a good reason, but anything could be a good reason. Fixing my business is a good reason. Improving things is a good reason. Spending time with my family is a good reason. These are all good reasons, and the customer will understand just the same as they did for the, you know, the thing that you currently look at as an emergency. So you do this already, guys. It's just about priorities. And and a lot of this is about, um, you know, everyone thinks that what their situation is urgent. And people love to make their problems other people's problems. We all do it. It's like a thing. And yeah. so often when you get those calls, 
it's um, someone else's disorganisation, mucking around, poor planning. They're actually trying to push that onto you. Not consciously, it's actually quite subconscious. Mm. Uh, and Their desperation, and we have to be very careful about how much we take on yeah. uh, because it can actually cost us the future of our business when we do it consistently, week in, week out, year in, year out. Yep. So I think that's, that's uh, absolutely huge. Yep. There is no yes without no. Mm. And sometimes when you say no, it's not no, it's not now. Which is yeah, a different exactly. thing. It's like, hey, we can't get there now, but we can get there here or here. Yeah. What would work better for you? Yeah, I can't get there in 10 minutes, but I can get there in an hour or two hours. Yeah. I can't get there today, but I can get there tomorrow. Yeah. Well, look, we can't we can't do that on Monday. Uh, we're, we're fully booked out, but we can do it on Wednesday or Thursday. How would that work? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's huge. Uh, yeah. Very important to, to basically learn to stand up for yourself yeah. and grow a backbone. And, and I think the big thing is, I just really want to stress that point, you know, peop, people say to me all the time, but Phil, my work's different, you know, I've, I've got to do this, my my clients are different, they do need me there now, it is it is a now or never thing, um, and honestly, I just don't, I don't believe you, I just don't, like, I mean, sure there's exceptions to every rule, but I think for the most part, you know, right now is, is not a realistic thing, I mean, if you were a two hour drive away, you're going to be at least two hours away. So right now doesn't mean right now. It means as soon as you can get here. So if the soonest I can get here is tomorrow, then that's the soonest I can get there. Yeah. I'm still actually doing the soonest I can. And if you were genuinely a whole day's drive away, then it would have to be tomorrow and, and it would be outside of your hands. And so you'd feel confident to stand up for yourself in that respect. Um, it's exactly the same if the thing you want to do for the rest of the day is to take the afternoon off and go fishing with your son. You know, It's exactly the same. They don't have to know that's what you've chosen over them. But the fact is, is if I can't get here today, I can't get here today, and why not is my business. Yeah, maybe don't put the uh, pictures on Insta. But, yeah, uh, maybe you know, not. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, wait a few days ma- before you post ma- it. Maybe you should actually and say, hey, my son's more important than your problems. Well, look, this is really important because I think it, this, I actually want to make this point, Tony, is that, is that a lot of the time people say, but it's my number one client. And I go, no, it's not. And they go, what do you mean? And I'm like, who's your number one client? Oh, you yeah, know, Fletcher's or whatever, GJ's. And I'm like, no, think again. And we dig and we dig and we dig until they admit that the number one client they have is their family, all right? And what happens if you neglect a client? They leave, right? If you neglect this number one client, you neglect GJ Gardner, whatever it is, they might stop giving you work. Well, you neglect your family, mate, and they'll stop giving you their time, their love, their energy. And then after a while, you've robbed that bank account for so long that it's empty and it forecloses. Yep. And that's, you Same know, with your health as well. Yeah, your same with health, your health. Your physical health. So we got Everybody's be, got yeah. 99 problems until they don't have their health and then they got yep. one. That's right. right. Yeah, so that's a, that's prioritize a, so, so important. So this is about priorities, and um, look, you know, there's a few things. If you if you're relying on one client, and you can't bear to lose them. You've got a marketing problem as well. There's a whole 100%. bunch of other stuff here. You need need some other stuff. Yeah. But I challenge you, if you can't make time to work on your business and you think this job is you know absolutely critical, well, you know, is anyone going to die if you don't do this job? Exactly. Probably not. Probably not. So you know how important is it? So you got to learn to say you know no or not now. And understand every time you say yes, there is a no. Yeah. I think the the next thing is understanding opportunity cost. Yeah. And this is this is massive. So if you're the business owner, you are, and even if you've got a small business, maybe you've got a, a large business, and your your hourly rate is going to be much higher in terms of the value you add to your business. But even if you go and do a job out in the field on the tools, your hourly rate is not a hundred bucks or whatever you're going to charge. No. It's way more than that because let's say, let's say for example. Someone needs a hot water a hot water cylinder replacement. It's it's leaking and they need it replaced. Well, you could go and do that job and you might charge them I don't know three three grand whatever it is, mm. uh, maybe or a bit less doesn't really matter. Mm. But at the same time, 
you know, that's going to take you maybe a day or half a day, whatever it is. You could have spent that time actually prospecting some uh, building contractors and build a relationship with someone and, you know, you get a, a contractor who's going to give you three or $400,000 work in a year. Yeah, that's 100%. opportunity cost, but you're not going to get the three or four hundred because you went and got and made a thousand bucks. Yeah, you could have spent the time building some pricing templates, yep. which are going to save you fifteen minutes on every big job that you price. Yeah, every which is single like, one for the like, rest of your life. This is like hundreds and hundreds of thousands hours. of dollars yeah. worth of you know value in your hours yeah. Yeah. over time. Uh, so, heaps so, that you could be doing. So opportunity cost is is absolutely massive. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, guys. It's not about saying no every time. I no. mean, like, you know, nine times out of ten, you might say, yeah, sweet, I'm on the way. Let's get this cylinder put in. But, you know, if you never take the time for that more important task, less urgent, more important, uh, it never gets done. And you just keep, you know, yep. recycling the same results. Uh, and I think that the... the, the so the other thing that happens here is we actually get a lot of, as as business owners, we get a lot of our identity or our self-worth of actually feeling like we're needed. And 100%. so we feel like we're providing good customer service, but actually what we're doing is just serving ourselves because, you know, we get a bit of an uh, adrenaline kick, a bit of a, an emotional high of, yeah, we jump in the van, we can go and fix this up. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Um, but there's a cost. Well, it also feels like a hard day's work, right? Yep. Uh, and it's pretty hard to sit down and, and do, you know, two hours worth of thinking uh, so you get these pricing templates right because um, you feel like you kind of mucked around. But the fact is, is you have to do those two hours of thinking at some point or these templates don't get done. And it's really tempting when you're sitting there thinking uh, to be like, I should be doing something right now. Um, but the thinking needs to happen. No one else going to think for you, mate. So yeah, and the learning as well. Like, yeah. you know, you have to learn some new stuff. And whether you read a book, yep. you know, or you go on the internet, yep. or you get smart and get some coaching, yeah. um, you know, that's that's what you need to do. 100%. Um, cool. This is good. Yeah, it's good stuff. I think, like, there's a few tools that we use to actually um, make this stuff stick as well. You know, like, we've got the time productivity analysis. Basically, what you're trying to do is figure out where your time's going at the moment. What are the really big rocks that we talk about? We've talked about big rocks yep. and pebbles and things before, but you find those big rocks, you find the pebbles, you find the sand, and then you can actually start to prioritize what you want to do more of or less of. And you build that into a thing called a default calendar, which is a really great tool that we use with our members. Uh, won't go too deep into it today. Yep. But the key is about blocking time that is non-negotiable to work on important rather than urgent things. Yep. So, um, yeah, so, like a couple if, of tools if, that yeah, can really help. I mean, that, that time productivity analysis is great because you just measure where your time's going for a week and figure out you know, the stuff that really you shouldn't be doing and, and you can cut some of that. Yeah. The default or my challenge to anyone listening today is don't even need to build out a full default calendar. You just need to lock in three to four hours a week where you're actually going to focus on working on the business. Uh, lock that in and, you know, say no to everything else that kind of pushes that away because if you do just that, you're going to invest in your future. You're going to see some pretty significant changes in your business. Yeah, well, it's funny actually when people just first jump on the program, if they're having struggles with their default calendar, um, the first things I tell them to do is pretty simple. I'm like, put in your big rocks. They say, what are those? And I go, the biggest rock is your lunch break. Because yeah. <laughs> you need to fuel your body. You're just like a car, mate. No petrol and you break down. Uh, so if you have unproductive afternoons and you don't take a lunch break, uh, that's probably why. Uh, you might be, I'm not I'm not hungry. I'm like, but do you have energy? Did you drink water? And don't go and have it in the van or, you know, like have it when you're up a ladder or something and you quickly scoff down a sandwich. Stop. Have a rest. Let your brain settle. Eat something. Drink something. And then get back to it. It's like 20 minutes, man, and it'll just make your afternoon so much more productive. The second thing I say is make time for your number one clients. And they go, oh, yep, uh, you know this big builder? I'm like, no, 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 your family and yourself, all right? Health, relationships that matter more than anything else. Make time for those. Schedule it in. Make it non-negotiable, okay? Then 
time to work on your business because otherwise nothing will ever change. And they go, then what? And I go, I don't actually care if you put anything else in there. And they go, what? And I go, we'll get to that. You know, if you're new in the program, we get to that. We can structure the rest of it. But I know if you make time to feel your body, you make time to pay, uh, you know, put money in the emotional bank accounts of uh, your key relationships, and you make time to make improvements, then you're going to get improvement with a family that loves you so you feel good and you'll have your health. Mm, killer. And we can fix everything else. 100%. Right? That's, that's great advice. That's huge. All right. Should we land this plane? We should. Um, right. Look, we've been talking about I don't have time to work on my business, which is, um, you know, is not true. It's about choice. It's about priorities. And it's about, you know, focusing on your future rather than on all the urgent jobs that, uh, that you feel like need to be done now. And we don't find time to work on improving our business. We have to make it. And it requires you to think about the long term, uh, the non-urgent stuff, the important stuff, and not just the, the couple of jobs that are in front of you right now. So don't fall into the trap of working day to day. Build something with your business that you can be proud of. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.